Good morning, everybody. Hope you all are doing well. We'd love to welcome you to another edition of Wake Up to Life with Lauren and Nate, your favorite pro-life morning show. Once again, I'm Laura Muzica, President and CEO of Sidewalk Advocates for Life. And I'm Nate Robertson, Vice President of Sidewalk Advocates for Life. And it is such a great joy for us to be with you today, each and every Friday, as we talk about what's going on in the pro-life world, what news is going on, and how we can continue to change hearts and minds on this preeminent issue of our times, the cause of life. That's right. We always say it's all right here. We've got prayer, news, stories, a special interview. Uh, I, actually, our special interview this week is... I think at least the one super fan that we have, and he does other really cool things besides watch the show and serve as our super fan. We'll introduce him here shortly. Uh, and then we're going to cover as well as we do every week, a tip and uh, more prayer and devotional. I mean, this is again, an epic show where we cover it all from A to Z. So it's all right here, folks. Uh, so Nate, before we get rolling here, uh, I'm seeing the weather turn. Beautiful leaves are falling from trees. Is it still hot there in Florida? Are you guys starting to have some reprieve so from we, heat? We had a few, um, what we would call frigid days where it was in what the sixties, I think at oh night. Oh my gracious. So, um, but today it was in the sixties this morning. It'll be in the eighties this afternoon. So, um, it, it has been nice to have a little bit of a break, but. 60s? Ugh, uh-uh. Not, not, not for me. I need to stop asking you about the weather because <laughs> your scale for frigid, I mean, there are people in North Dakota right now that are cringing at your description That's of frigid. Right. They sure frigid. are because they know that it gets like, like negative 18 in January or something. Oh so. my gracious. Okay. Well, we need to cut that part of the show out so we don't lose supporters and listeners here in the ministry, but... <laughs> It's uh, it's been really pleasant here in North Texas. We've been so so. This is how I define pleasant. It's been in the '60s, and it's been in the okay. '70s, and sometimes has popped oh. into the '80s. And look at that and, poor and Megan 43. in the middle of Illinois, oh 43. God. Now that that maybe we can call wow. frigid. So sorry guys, I just do not like winter at all. I don't like mm. colder temperatures. I am very happy to live in the great state of Florida. I, I actually have joked with my wife that if it ever snowed in Orlando, we would move to Jamaica. Like, I'm not I'm not dealing with it. Like, we got to get out of here. So. We can't hire in Jamaica. You're going to have to stay in Florida, Nate. Or come to the promised land. We'll see. So, No, oh, the promised God. land gets winter. So, like, I can't live mm -hmm. in the promised land because there's winter there. The promised land might get a inch of snow. Look at this. Our producer just put on the board here the um, most beautiful image that many of us have ever seen. It says, welcome to Texas planted right in the middle of the promised land as the, uh, as God's people are being brought out of Egypt, brought out of slavery into uh, the land of milk and honey, which is Texas. You know, uh, Wait, we have lots so of milk and honey. I, I, and that somewhere. image is confusing. So are you wanting to relocate people from Texas to the, to like, the Jordan River, the land of milk, milk and honey. No, it's called an analogy. <laughs> yeah, it's called an analogy, Nate. And and obviously, Texas is the promised land. So God, you know, keeps his promises and he ushers his people the right direction. That's wow. kind of what our producer's getting at. This oh my is going down fast, <laughs> like really fast. Good thing that we're going to be visiting with uh, someone who's being ordained as a pastor next year. Uh, he might be able to get us theologically on the straight and narrow here in just a second. Okay, well, before we go any further, I think we need to stop and pray and 
scriptures that were theologically sound this morning. Um, so Nate, how would you like to kick us off with a word of prayer? Sure, let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to be together again this Friday morning. We're just so grateful for what you continue to do in the Pregnancy Help Movement. And just as we continue to work across the nation to really encourage people on the issue of life and to encourage people to, to think about the issues, um, you know, possibly from a different perspective than they may have in the past. God, we thank you for all the miracles that you continue to do um, across the nation on sidewalks, as well as within pregnancy help organizations. And we're just so grateful to be called by you, to be used by you. God, we pray that you would continue to bless um, the efforts of sidewalk advocates and all of those that are working to make sure that women have all of the most accurate information when it comes to dealing with an unexpected pregnancy and, and helping them to eliminate obstacles to pregnancy. God, we're just so, so thankful for all of the efforts of so many. God, this morning we also pray for, for Israel and for the Middle East, and God, that you would continue to um, just really move in a miraculous way through a very challenging time in, in our world history. And God, I just pray that you would bless the show this morning, that you would continue to guide us as we continue to be your hands and feet. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. While I was in prayer with you, I was able to multitask and get the dog That's out of the great. room and close the back I, door. I here. can see. Yeah. yeah. You accomplished yeah. it. Good job. I know. Yeah. I can do so many things at once. All right. Thank you, Nate. Well, here's our headline of the week. Again, if you're tuning into the show for the first time, normally how this goes is we give you a bit of pro-life news and discuss it for a moment. Uh, then we go into our story or victory story for the week, a tip. We bring on our special guest and then we close out with a devotional and another word of prayer. So again, we say it's all right here, folks. Let's go ahead and get started. So our headline of the week, this is really kind of hot right now in the pro-life, pro-family world. It's a bit of news that has really um, pulled people into conversation and had them talk about, you know, women who are pressured to have abortions, the fact that this is happening far more in our country, in our world than we can even get our minds around. So Britney Spears just came out with the news that she had an abortion while she was dating Justin Timberlake. Britney Spears' abortion is a reminder that 60% of women having abortions are pressured into them. And her upcoming memoir, pop star Britney Spears, reveals she had an abortion and it was, wasn't because she wanted one. If it had been left up to me alone, I never would have done it. Spears writes about her abortion in The Woman and Me, reports People magazine. And yet Justin wasn't was so sure that he didn't want to be a father, Spears adds, referring to former boyfriend Justin Timberlake, also a major pop star. Spears started dating Timberlake when she was 17 and he was 18 in 1999, according to NBC. The two singers broke up in 2002. To this day, she says, it's one of the most agonizing things I've ever experienced in my life, writes Spears. The baby was a surprise, she writes, but for me, it wasn't a tragedy. I love Justin so much. I always expected us to have a family together one day. This would just be much earlier than I anticipated. But Justin definitely wasn't happy about the pregnancy. He said, we weren't ready to have a baby in our lives that we were way too young, she adds. 
Sadly, this isn't a scenario that is unique to pop stars. In fact, it's common for women who have an unexpected pregnancy to be pressured by others to have an abortion. A 2023 survey by the Charlotte Lozier Institute surveying women of childbearing age found that a whopping 60% who had abortions felt they faced high levels of pressure to abort. Although that pressure comes from various places, including family and financial circumstances, boyfriends and husbands are sometimes the source of pressure. And again, we see this quite often at the abortion facility where it seems like she is doing this to please him. You can see it in the body language and the conversation, right? We've seen fights break out in the abortion facility parking lot. No kidding. A quarter of women who had abortions said they felt substantially or highly pressured by their male partner to abort, while another 20% said they felt they were moderately or modestly pressured by their male partner to abort. Yet the issue of abortion generally is framed by others, especially the corporate media, as being about women's rights. So Nate, I know this is something that was really near and dear to your heart this week, you know, reflecting on the role of men and the fact that when we go to the abortion facility, we literally see this so many times play out in front of our eyes. Um, it is often that we see babies saved through a companion. If we can win him or the friend or the mom or the grandfather over to life and we can utilize them, if they're, if they're willing to take that you know, seed and go back into the abortion facility and encourage her, love her potentially into a different decision, um, you know, again, we have hope that that baby will be saved. And so there are many times that we've sent boyfriends into an abortion facility two and five times, and it takes sometimes a number of times uh, of them trying to encourage her the right direction that she finally comes out and she chooses life. This happens, again, uh, more than you would think uh, that we're working through a companion at the abortion facility. So, Nate, I'd love to get your thoughts on this this morning. I know we were talking about this briefly yesterday. Yeah, I think it it brings up lots of thoughts, right? And it brings us to really consider the the greater picture as well as the very micro situation that we see here, right? Yeah. It's really remarkable to me in, in one sense it's remarkable that Britney Spears has come public with this. She has written it in her book. And she's allowed the public to come in to a moment that she is saying has caused her great pain ever since. And, you know, as you as you look at, you know, Brittany coming out with this and, and as many have begun to kind of look at this admission and look at her life, I think that it's 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 not hard to see that there is possibly this this um, an aspect of this pain in her life that kind of leads back to this moment of this abortion. Not yeah. trying to, to say that all of the things that we've seen Brittany go through over the last 20 plus years are a result of this abortion, but maybe it, it is a realization for the greater public that abortion really does hurt women and that yeah. abortion really does cause a long-term effect that a lot of times our culture tries to ignore. Yeah. So then we switch to the reality that she talks about that she felt very pressured into this abortion by her then boyfriend, Justin Timberlake. Men have such an incredibly um, important position in the lives of women. No matter what yeah. our culture wants to say, men yeah. have an incredibly important position in the lives of women, period, end of story. Yeah. And this is, again, a representation that 
just like the report says, just like the Charlotte Loser Institute has has documented, men have such a high position of pressure in women's lives. And I just want to, you know, through this podcast, through whoever's listening today, I want to encourage men to be who God has called you to be, to be protector, provider, defender, to stand up for women, to speak Mm -hmm. out, to be willing to be used on sidewalks across America, to be used as a part of the conversation about pregnancy decisions, to support women when they find out they're pregnant and to say things like, wow, that's such a miracle that you're pregnant and avoid saying things like, oh my goodness, are you ready to have a baby? Were you expecting this? Like in so many ways, we have got to be a culture that supports the reality of the miracle of pregnancy. And this story just again highlights that there is pressure coming from all places in the issue of pregnancies that happen unexpectedly. And yeah. we must be standing firm and supporting pregnancy and removing obstacles to continuing pregnancies, not putting obstacles up. And, you know, I do hurt. My heart has hurt all week since this story broke about yeah. the reality that that this happened and yeah. that lives are very public. Um, their lives have been very public their entire lives. I think that both of them started, you know, on the on on Disney, right, in the Mickey Mouse Club, and they've yeah. been a public face in America, and they've gone through something very challenging that they needed support for. Yeah, and yeah. They also, be understanding that they they both still obviously very much need healing after this abortion experience, and and I hope that that they will get that. I hope that they will seek that out, and I hope that people. We'll give them the resources that they need. Yeah. It makes you. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say it makes you wonder, right? Having seen Mm -hmm. so many things in Britney's life that have played out on the public stage, personal challenges that she's faced, you have to stop and wonder what role the abortion played in some of the things that she has struggled with. Um there's a human need for confession, right? Just mm. to kind of get it out. And, and I mean, this is a, this is a, a, a very personal thing. And yet she felt a need to talk about it and it meant something to her. She didn't see, I, this is the other thing. She didn't see the baby as a tragedy. Like when she, she said yeah. those words um, that she, it, in a sense, she was saying, I actually saw it as a blessing, but she was saying again, in so many words, I did it for him. And I have talked to countless women in over 20 years on the sidewalk and beyond who have said that a lot of times they had an abortion to make someone else in their life happy. And that just breaks my heart. And I think that the way that we counter this, of course, is through prayer, but also ensuring that the body of Christ shows up at these facilities and shows up in every corner of society and counters these lies, counters this pressure by saying to that woman, you are not alone. You have support we're going to yeah. walk with you as long as you need us. I think that that's the medicine for what ails the situation. And of course, at this point in history, we pray th- at this point in her story, we pray that that they will find the healing that they need, that someone will get them connected with support after abortion or a healing retreat or forgiven and set free Bible study or, you know, something to begin that healing journey. So we pray that for Brittany and Justin. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. Thanks, Nate. All right. Well, 
Um, let's go ahead and go into some good news. Uh, I want to share with you a beautiful victory story from the sidewalk. Uh, it was really exciting a couple days ago when something hit my desk. Uh, we're preparing for our end of the year campaign here at Sidewalk Advocates for Life. We always highlight a special story. And I was actually laughing with someone the other day that now that we have a staff of 16, I'm often not the first one to hear these stories, to receive these stories. Sometimes it's our programs team or our comms team that sees these stories before I do. So anyways, I'm reviewing this letter that's getting ready to hit mailboxes all over the nation for people who support our ministry. And it was this beautiful story of one of our sidewalk advocates in New Jersey, Solani. Um, another sidewalk advocate in, in this community in New Jersey had been out on the sidewalk one morning and she was interfacing with a woman who only spoke Spanish. So she utilized the little bit of Spanish that she knew, but she quickly called Solani at home and said, will you talk to this woman? And so she was able to connect with her. Solani was able to connect with this abortion minded woman in front of the abortion facility and talked with her for a few minutes and, and started to build a beautiful rapport. And Solani realized she needed to hang up the phone and actually drive down to the abortion facility and be present with her physically, you know? So she makes the trip, you know, they have some time out on the sidewalk and this woman is willing to go to the pregnancy resource center and she ends up choosing life. And that wasn't the end of the story there. What was so beautiful is that Solani and this woman had obviously formed a beautiful bond uh, that started on the sidewalk. And it was just a number of months later that beautiful baby Zoe was born. And so Solani got to be present there when Zoe was born and actually was asked to be the godmother of this beautiful life. Um, this mother had faced some really big financial challenges, was deeply concerned about how she was going to put food on the table. And Solani had promised her that she would not be alone, that they would get her everything that she needed. And she kept that promise and is now part of the family. And I'm just reminded that this is really who Sidewalk Advocates for Life is. You know, we hear criticisms from the other side of, well, you just tell them not to have an abortion and you send them along their merry old way, right? And that's actually not true. That's not what we see. We do you know, refer women to the local women's center, pregnancy resource center, and we let go so that they can do what they do best ongoing crisis management. But should that woman want a relationship with us as sidewalk advocates, we're there at a moment's notice. And many of us have become godparents, at least become dear friends of the family. We've attended baby showers. We've attended special moments in that child's life. I know Melissa on our national team just went to a two-year-old birthday party for um, a little boy that she helped to save on the sidewalk, right? And now she's Auntie Melissa. Uh, she's part of the family. And so these are just the beautiful God moments that we get to experience, the beautiful things that happen when we say yes to this great mission. So bravo to Solani and the Sidewalk Advocates in New Jersey. We're so grateful for your witness and all that God has done through you. And if you want to read a few more details in the story, be watching for our mailer that will go out here in just a couple of weeks. Beautiful. Such an incredible story, you know, and it's so awesome that this story is not just one, right? We have these stories happening all the time across the country, and we get to highlight them as we get more of the details. So it's an awesome story. Thanks, Lauren. Yeah. Great. So um, I want to just give us a tip this morning before we get ready for our special interview today. And my tip today is maybe something that we've talked about in, in other instances, but I wanted to highlight it today outreach with confidence and that takes on many different um you know may maybe different many different ways that you are outreaching with confidence it can be definitely on the sidewalk 
when you are outside of an abortion facility. It can be when you have a friend who mentions that they think that they may be pregnant. It can also be when you're online and maybe you're finding a conversation going on about you know, pregnancy and, and maybe somebody considering an abortion. I just want to encourage you that wherever you are, whatever situation you find yourself in, maybe you're even at the grocery store and, and you hear somebody, you know, looking for, you know, pregnancy tests or there's something going on in the grocery store. Lauren's had an incident like that, even in a, in a drug store where someone was looking for, you know, emergency contraception, wherever you are in every situation, reaching out with confidence, having confidence to stand your ground, to lovingly reach out, to make sure that women are fully informed about their medical decisions. I just want to encourage you, especially when you're on a sidewalk, that we aren't giving up ground and that we are making sure that we are peacefully, lovingly, and in a law-abiding way, reaching out with confidence, no matter what the obstacles may be. You may even find yourself today headed to a sidewalk, or maybe you're listening to this later and you're on your way to the sidewalk and you're just feeling, oh man, what are the obstacles I'm going to face today? No matter what those obstacles are, we have an opportunity to continue in the same disposition every time. Reaching out with confidence, making sure that women are fully informed, making sure that women know all of their options, that they have choices. The abortion industry says that they are those who are promoting, quote unquote, pro-choice, right? But many times at abortion facilities, we see that the ones outside who are trying to limit women from getting their choices being those who support the abortion industry. I just want to encourage you not to ever feel like you need to shrink back or hold back or, or feel like you can't give the options that you have, make sure that every time in every situation, you are reaching out with confidence to make sure that women are fully informed, that women know their choices, and that women know that there is help and hope available, and that you will walk alongside of them to make sure that they get the hope and the help that they need. So again, this morning, just reach out with confidence in every situation. That's my tip today. Love it. Thank you, Nate. The Holy Spirit goes with you. So we should be reaching out in a spirit of confidence. Perfect love casts out all fear, right? Okay. So good. Okay. It is time now for our special guest. I'm so excited to have this special guest because I consider him at least our one super fan. Like he watches our show pretty much every week. And it was just great to have him on finally. So we need a drum roll. We need a proper drum roll. Producer, there we go. Please show vicar jeremy lamont of the lcms church lutheran lutheran church missouri synod good morning jeremy how are you hey good morning guys you got it i know it's a mouthful i know it's a mouthful you can say lcms uh it's uh it's it's all right and yeah i feel like i finally made it in life this is <laughs> this is my time wow my time is now no i i yeah. really actually do really love this show and i think that yeah, honestly like i i actually think that safl could do more to just like get it you know just like put it in front of our people because every week uh you know you guys are here giving us some awesome tips and helping us to connect with the safl community with victory stories and to kind of help keep us informed and and and, and you know at safl you guys do have positions on sometimes the 
you know, the uh, the current events that are happening out there? Like, yeah. how how does this Mercy mission uh, relate to kind of what's going on in the broader world? So I try not to miss it, uh, including Aww. when I'm on vacation. So uh, I was happy to, to be uh, asked on to the show this morning. And uh, it really is great to be here. So you are on vacation right now. And you are <laughs> I am. Guest. I am. I have my laptop and I'm like, I can make this work. Yes, I can do this. How could I turn it down? (laughs) Bless you. Thank you so much for being with us. We're so excited to have you. So, well, let's jump right into it. Tell us a little bit more about you, your information to be a pastor. You're going to be ordained next year in the LCMS LCMS church. I can say that. I can say that. Um, And then tell us too, why the church is such a big fan of sidewalk advocacy. We've been so blessed by the support of your church and really stepping in, stepping forward and saying, hey, this is a thing to do. It matches so yeah. well our mission, the the, the Great Commission, right? It so does. can you speak to that too? Yeah. Sure. Well, I'll, I'll just talk very briefly about myself because I'm probably the least interesting thing uh, in that question. But um, yeah, so uh, yeah, my title, like you said, is Vicar, which is sort of uh, a... Um, kind of a functionally I, I'm sort of like an assistant manager or an intern a pastor intern so I'm training to be a pastor I'm in seminary but actually my my pro-life work and my interest in sidewalk advocacy actually predates that so they asked me to you know they eventually they were like oh so what do you think about seminary and I had to really wrestle with that but before that uh, I had started getting involved in the pro-life work that we're doing in Utah uh, with pro-life yeah. Utah which is sort of our major pro-life coalition there and, um, you know, and that I don't have a lot to say about that, because one day I just kind of decided they were having a meeting at a, at a local uh, kind of a public meeting spot, a library that we have. And I was like, you know, I, th- I probably better go to that. And mm-hmm. so I started going getting involved in our local coalition there, just kind of figuring out where I could fit in that. And uh, I sort of ended up going to a sidewalk advocates for life training. And and I actually thought, you know, I say that I, I say this sometimes to people, I thought, oh, you know, I'm sure it's going to be fine. It'll be sort of a, you know, rational, you know, we'll, we'll just kind of be telling people facts and stuff like that. Um, but I was super impressed by the amount of prayer uh, mm-hmm. and by, and by the amount of Jesus, you know, I was like, wow, <laughs> this is, this is, this is really how to do it. Um, and so mm-hmm. I started getting involved at that, in that. Um, I eventually became the site coordinator here at uh, one of our facilities, uh, abortion facilities here in Utah. Uh, now my, my, my main work is to train other people because as you may be able to tell, I can talk a little bit. So, um, <laughs> so. Yeah. Wow, that, that, we got you all signed up for leadership and everything. Look yeah, at that. Well, and I attended a meeting one day. I kind of want to talk about that because, mm-hmm. um, you know, there are problems because that's how it was in not only my faith. I'm an adult convert to Christianity, actually. Um, yeah. And I was kind of a perpetual visitor in my Lutheran church for years until somebody mm. was like, hey, you know, this if you think this is important, like we should, you should probably be baptized. And I was like, yeah, I should, probably should. Um, and that's how it was mm-hmm. also when they were like, hey, what do you think about seminary? And the same thing is, I think is true for, for pro-life work. Um, I think mm. there are a number of people and, and Nate particularly you're talking about the importance of men. I love our pro-life women. Uh, Like we've got so many amazing ladies in the pro-life movement, but I really think that our men need to get a more frequent tap on the shoulder and say, Hey, amen. um, You know, this is kind of important. And and if you, if you think so, you should maybe start getting involved. And so, so that sort of um, has kind of characterized the way that I look at this. Like I love to train men 
at Sidewalk Advocates for Life. Um, it, mm. It's in the training. You know, women sometimes really want to talk to women, but sometimes they, you know, clearly we had Britney Spears today who was really let down by her man at that time. And uh, sometimes there needs to be a strong male voice out yeah. there. Yes. So I, I yes. love to bring men to the sidewalk. And I just want to affirm that as a strong woman, <laughs> you know, um, I big surprise. Um, I am, I'm a stronger personality, right? I'm a stronger personality, oh. but, but, but deep inside of me, I am very, uh, I don't even mean this from a romantic perspective necessarily, but I'm very attracted to strong men. And it's because there's something inside of me as a woman, the way that I've been created also to respond well to a man's natural um, vocation to be a defender and protector of me and my dignity and the human family. There's something beautiful about that. Even when I go to the sidewalk, I'm a tough girl. Like, Hey, somebody comes at me. I could probably sweep the leg and get you off your feet. And you know, I could <laughs> probably do okay at defending myself on the sidewalk if I absolutely had to. But at the end of the day, when Nate is on the sidewalk, when I'm with the other men in our ministry on the sidewalk, I feel better. And I feel like I can actually do my outreach in a sl even slightly more confident way. So I just want to yeah. affirm everything that you're saying that strong women who know themselves are not intimidated by strong men. God made it this way that we complement one another in our vocations and our callings. And I just thank you and Nate so much for your yes in this ministry. It, it really oh. is inspiring and a great blessing. But thank you. That's, yeah. that's totally it. And, and I really think that even, I mean, since we're just all just briefly, I know we were on a time timetable here, but yeah. uh, cre creation characterizes so much of what we're doing. I mean, the, the way that the way that men's voices have, have been kind of silenced, I actually think goes back to original sin, you know, the original curse. Um, the woman, she'll, she'll seek your office. She'll want to tell you how it is. And so many men, and Adam stepped back, right? Like he was like, oh, well, let's just see what happens when my wife eats this apple. And, and that, <laughs> I, I really think there's something to that. Yeah. Yeah. And no, there's a, there's a whole theology and philosophy around the, the fall of man that was it really that Eve introduced sin or was it that Adam was not protecting her? That's it. He, so he there's gave, something there to think about and to stew on a little bit. That's right? it. She gave the apple to her husband who was with her. He was standing right there. And he didn't do so, anything to stop it. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, anyway. yeah. Chew on so, that. Anyways, we could I, 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 I actually right? bring it up at every single training when I, you know, in yeah. between sessions, I'm like, you know, you should think about this because men really are, men are doing the thing that according to our sinful nature, it prompts us to step back and to say, okay, if it's her choice, that's fine. I, you know, whatever you say. And that's yeah. just not how it's been, how it was ordered from the beginning. So tell, anyway, tell so that's too, a little bit about me. Yeah. yeah well, and tell us too about like, I've been so blessed by how the LCMS church has given us support at Sidewalk Advocates for Life. Can you talk about that for just a minute? I, I can. Yeah. In fact, yeah. so I started out doing SAFL stuff and then I kind of got a little bit more involved with my synod, with my church body. And, um, and it's just, the SAFL program is super compatible, believe it or not, with the gospel of Christ. Uh, which uh, which is really helpful when you're trying right. to present things to, to pastors and to, and to church workers. Um, but but the, the Lutheran confession of faith it begins and ends with the gospel, which is which is specifically to say his mercy for sinners through through his death and resurrection. And so mercy is a foremost characteristic of the Christian faith. 
And um, so, so like, kind of like you were saying earlier, you know, the, the sort of pro-choice pro-abortion people, they'll say, well, you're just there to tell them not to have an abortion and, and to stop there. And it is so demonstrably not true. I mean, the, 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 the yeah. mission of SAFL is not only the prenatal sanctity of life, um, but, but the pro-life movement. I mean, going to the SAFL conference, you can see so many faithful people there for whom the, the, the value of the entire life um, is demonstrated and it, and it's just so clear to see. So, um, as, as Lutherans, we also believe that the gospel is not an academic exercise. You know, you actually Mm -hmm. want to be meeting people where they are at as Christ met us in our need. I mean, you know, that's words Mm -hmm. that you say sometimes. And, um, you know, and and Lauren, you mentioned earlier in the story about Britney Spears and her abortion, how there's this public need for confession. And and that's absolutely true. And we talk very often about the human need for absolution. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Christ has paid for your sin. Go tell it to other people, you know? So we always begin with the gospel that Christ has done this for us. And then we go out with that and tell it to other people. And so like Nate's tip today, outreach with confidence, um, Holy spirit, absolutely. Uh, but moreover, Christ has paid for you completely. Um, Mm -hmm. so, so therefore, um, we can tell that to other people also. We, we can, we can say, um, don't take this course of action. It, It is wrong. It is evil, but also, um, we're not coming to them from an aspect of, of hitting them with more of God's law. So, so to your question about how Lutherans think about this, this was something I I got the opportunity to talk a little bit about during the devotion at the SAFL conference. We, we talk very often about the distinction between law and gospel and the word of God. Um, So this is the difference between where God speaks about command or promise. You know, you said Jesus keeps his promises. Absolutely. Mm. And so when we go out to talk to people we can say uh, that, you know, uh, murder is wrong. We can do that. Mm. But this woman is already feeling the effect of the law. Something has already yeah. gone wrong in her life or she wouldn't be there. So we want to go there and speak some mercy to her. We want to speak some words of compassion. And we're there to talk to her. You know, we're there to address her where she is and, and where she's where she's at. Yeah, that um, was so and, good. So that good. is so good. Wow. Yeah. And, and, I love, and that's I love one of the you, things. Yeah. Go ahead. Keep going. That's one. No, no. That's one of the things that actually. So as I started to present this, so then I got involved in in, in my church body on, in a little more official capacity, and so I would present this program to to my pastors, to the people there who were kind of in charge of the LCMS Life Ministry program, and they loved how that distinction idea worked. And 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 yeah. politically, we can talk about the distinction between mercy work and political action, right? So there are times when it's appropriate to go out with signs and to say, you know, every life matters and, you know, don't kill babies and, uh, you know, talk to the legislators and to say, hey, we need to be protecting life legally. But the sidewalk very often, we put that aside. That's that's for another time. And and we talk to this woman about, hey, we're here for you and we're here for what you need. Um, And and that's that's how we reach her. Jesus was so good at that, right? He understood his audience. I mean, I, I don't mean to boil it down to being that simplistic, but when we're at an abortion facility and she's in right brain crisis mode, it doesn't compute to talk to her on the super left brain logical level, right? A lot of us would love to be like, it's a baby with a heartbeat and brain waves done, right? Like, wait, we're sold out. And it's out true. It's all true. Right? It is yeah. all true, right? 
But our Lord um, modeled this so beautifully where he ran to meet a need in that person's life. And then their heart was even open to a greater spiritual need. He always uniquely met that person where they were. And so what a beautiful act of love that we can study, that we can come outside of ourselves, that we're invited to come outside of ourselves to meet hurting people where they're at and share Jesus with them. You know, and, and that also means that we have things to say to people like Brittany, because Brittany is just a human woman. Right. And so we yeah. can tell her we, we understand. And Christ has, has paid for that, you know, uh, because otherwise, if it's all about facts and it's all if it's all about law, where do you leave that person? You leave them yeah. condemned, yeah. you know, yeah. so so mercy is such a big such a big deal. And, and that's why this year at the SAFL conference, I'm so I was so happy. I didn't know this was going on. The LCMS, the Missouri Synod, was a platinum sponsor of the SAFL conference. Yay! So we were there to meet people and to and to help out and to show our support for SAFL. Um, and it was just awesome to be there and to talk to, to so many people. And and so we were there. I'll just kind of wrap up answering your question by saying that the, the way that we approach yeah. this uh, is is we um, sort of our, our tagline that we use in our life ministry program comes from First John chapter three. Uh, Christ laid down his life for us so that we love indeed and in truth. Uh. And the idea is that you don't just speak platitudes to people. You don't just say, well, you ought to not do that. But we approach people in a Christ-like way, the way that he approached us. And yeah. uh, I yeah. don't know that I can say okay. it any better than that. Mm, so, uh, good. so great. We were so blessed to have you guys at the conference. And I, I think that you've probably already answered this question for us, but you know, what would be something that was the most moving about you from the experience of the conference this year and what you took away as you, you know, go back to the sidewalk and your work in the pregnancy help movement from the conference? Yeah. You know, uh, so at the conference, you meet sidewalk advocates there um, and, and you get to build each other up and to share, uh, you know, your your good things, maybe your tough things. Uh, and actually, it was kind of that second thing that really struck me this year at the conference was that I was talking to site coordinators and I was talking to advocates from all over the country, all over the world. We had people from you know outside the United States even. Um, and um, they were willing to share believe it or not, that they also are hurt people, <laughs> you know, that no one out there who's going to engage these women in crisis on the sidewalk, none of us is a perfect person. And yeah. uh, some, some of the people who are in sidewalk advocates, maybe many of the people have been touched by abortion, either in their own lives or in their families or someone adjacent. And certainly, um, you know, you, you are faced with it when you go out on the sidewalk. Uh, so I was really touched by the fact that people were willing to share those things. I mean, they were talking about their faith journeys. We talked about the, the Christian faith with a lot of people there and, and, it, you know, honestly, Lauren and Nate, it's kind of messy. Like Christ church on earth is a mess. Um, and, 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 and yeah. it's okay. Cause he's got it. Um, and mm. so for me, that was kind of the thing was hearing people talk about and, and kind of share the burden of their tough things or the ways that things were, you know, the stuff they still have to kind of process or, or work through. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even, even, even how they, um, you know, how they relate to their own churches. I mean, we were there as a church body. So they were talking about, you know, here's how my church was and here's where I came from and here's where I went. And, you know, my, my wife was a Lutheran and, you know, I think that's great. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I just got to talk to people about the real gritty lives that they live. Yeah. And, um, well, and you, you're hitting on something, Jeremy, that I sensed coming into the conference, you know, and I'll, I'll be a cheese ball for a second and just say that as I was headed into the weekend, I literally, I mean, I guess this isn't totally cheesy. Well, I, I haven't gotten to the cheesy part yet, but I prayed, <laughs> I prayed ahead of the conference. And I, I, I asked the Lord very simply, I said, 
what message does this particular group need to hear? And I got this strong sense of there's been a lot of spiritual attack. Like, sure, I feel that in my work too, but I just really felt in prayer that people needed to hear that the reason we're all being hit so hard is because we've just had this monumental victory that God is doing profound and amazing things in communities and states across the United States. And they just needed to be encouraged. And again, yeah. we are an Easter people and Alleluia is our song. We know what follows the cross, right? But people just sometimes need to be reminded of that in the journey, right? And so I love that you were present there, someone who's in training to be a pastor. You're going to be ordained here, or, or I guess, early spring, right? Yeah, February probably, God willing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. And so I know that your presence there was very comforting to so many people. Um, Jeremy, we could talk to you all day, like, and I mean that in a good way. Like, I would love yeah. to have you back on and continue the conversation. Um but in the meantime, if people want to talk sure. to you or get connected with the church, the LCMS church a little bit more, where could they go online? Yeah, sure. Well, um, you can find me in the comments of just about every Sidewalk Advocates for Life show. I mean, I don't make them all, but I, I make them when I can. So you <laughs> can find me on Facebook or sometimes I'll yeah. be on YouTube just personally if you have something to, you know, to talk to me about. Because Christians need to hear the gospel too, Lauren. It's, it is yeah. encouragement, but it is also the gospel of Christ for his own people. They, they need to hear mm. it. Uh, as far as yeah. a church body, you can find the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. We're at lcms.org, but if you add a forward slash life, onto hmm. the end of that, it'll take you directly to our robust and specifically life ministry focused efforts. Uh, Dr. Deaconess, uh, Deaconess Dr. Tiffany Manor is uh, the kind of overseer of that. You'll find her on that page as well. She's an awesome lady. Uh, we have a lot of resources. If you scroll down the page, you'll see things that we're doing inside our own church initiatives, the kind of the grants for parishes and congregations to, to start their own. Uh, I, I mean, even sidewalk advocacy, again, we're encouraging them to, to do that. But if you go down past that, you'll see a lot of resources that we have for uh, worship resources for people in their churches to uh, be able to bring this into their Sunday worship. How, how do you speak about life and the sanctity? of life there. Uh, we have uh, just all kinds of things, uh, curricula for homeschool or for, or for Christian schools, private schools about the sanctity of life. We just want to equip people with that in a gospel minded way. So go to lcms.org forward slash life and you'll see that stuff there. And just briefly, I also want to encourage you, you can find our LCMS uh, congregation locator because that became a big theme mm. at the conference where, where our sidewalk advocate coordinators can find friendly churches. This, I, I think in that same sense of tapping people yeah. on the shoulder, um, reach out to your local Christian churches. I can't guarantee you how, how they'll react, but at the LCMS and the Missouri Synod, uh, we are very active in this all the time. You'll find us awesome. at the life marches. You'll find us wearing our lime green everywhere. So find mm. one of our, find the church locator on that website and it'll give you the name of the pastor. It'll give you the name of the phone number. It'll give you the phone number. Um, go out there and tap them on the shoulder and say, Hey, uh, we're doing some life ministry stuff out here. We're engaging people with the gospel on the sidewalk would your people like to be involved? And so I would yeah. invite you to contact us that way as well. That's great. That is a huge resource because a lot of times when we walk into a church, we don't always know if we're walking, unfortunately, into a pro-life yeah. church, which is mind-blowing to me. I don't know how you can read the word of God and not be pro-life, right? Our Amen. Lord is pro-life. But anyways, Amen. that's a whole other show topic. So yeah. um, thank you <laughs> so much. Vicar Lamont, for Thanks, being Sarah. with us. We really appreciate you. And um, we will be in prayer for you as you prepare to be Thank a pastor. You. Thank, Thank you very you. much for that. your yes. Thanks, and, guys. And thanks for your yes on the sidewalk. Yep. We look forward to the next Thanks, time. Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy. God bless. All right. Great, great, great interview. Time. Oh, man. We got to. It's dangerous. We could talk to him all day. So there's yeah, so right. many good insights, right? But, yeah. oh, yeah. I need to marinate on some of those things.
appreciate our men. Thank you, men, for everything that you do. Another strong man. Glad to have you on, Jeremy. Thanks again. Absolutely. Yeah, great interview. So that was awesome. So I'm going to go ahead and give us a scripture, um, a scripture reference and reflection, and then we're going to close out our show with prayer, if I can get my words together. Today, I wanted to bring you um, John chapter 16, verse 33. And these are the words of Jesus saying, these things I've spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation or trouble, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You know, sometimes we can get a little bogged down with everything that's going on around us in our personal lives, in our you know city, in, in our state, in our nation, and in the world. And sometimes we can get so, like just feeling some of that oppression of like there's so much going on in a negative way. But Jesus reminds us constantly, and especially here in John chapter 16, verse 33, that he has overcome the world. Yes, there's going to be trouble. Yes, there's going to be challenges. Yes, there may be things in our personal lives and maybe things on the world stage that bring us trouble, but that Jesus has overcome the world. You know, many times we talk about um, around here about working from standing from a place of victory because Jesus has you know, gotten the ultimate victory. And we know that in the end, he wins. I want to encourage you today that we would stand from that place, that we would not let the things in our lives overwhelm us and make us feel like we can't, but that we would understand that the Jesus and the Holy Spirit within us make us so that we can. So again, John chapter 16, verse 33, that Jesus is making us very clearly aware that you may have trouble, you may have tribulation in this world, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So today, wherever you are, whatever you're dealing with, whatever the challenge is in front of you, remember that no matter what, Jesus wins. He has overcome the world. And with that, would you pray with me? Dear Lord, thank you so much again for this incredible show. Thank you for our special guest today. Thank you for all the great work that is going on across Christendom when it is focusing on the issue of life. God, we're thankful for the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, and for their desire to be a part of the pro-life, pro-love movement and all the great things they are doing. We're so grateful for what you are doing throughout Sidewalk Advocates for Life across the nation and beyond. And we're so incredibly grateful for all of our partners in the Pregnancy Help Movement. May you bless each and every one who are working to make sure that obstacles to continuing pregnancy are eliminated that women feel empowered, and that life is protected. And God, we ask you that today even, that you would speak to the hearts of men to stand up and to be the protectors, providers, and defenders that you have called them to be. God, we pray for all of those who are dealing with an after-abortion experience, who need healing, who need support, who need to feel comfort and be able to process what has happened in their life. We pray today, God, for Brittany Spears and for Justin Timberlake, God, that you would use this admission from Brittany in this book to begin a journey of healing for them, but also highlight the need for healing and the need for support in our nation when it comes to the issue of pregnancy, especially unexpected ones. God, we pray you continue to bless us. We'll continue to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Nate. What a great show. Yeah, what a great, great show. show. I feel like there's a, a theme of um, just really applauding our gentlemen. I know I got a chance to do that at our, at our conference too, but I really hope you all hear this, that if you are of the male persuasion, <laughs> 
we're binary here at Sidewalk Advocates for Life. If you are a man, you know, none of this jazz about what you were signed up for. I can't even get my mind around that. Anyways, we won't go down that rabbit trail. The point is, if you are a man, you are a man. Right. And we are grateful for you. And we're grateful for your voice in the greatest human rights movement on earth. We That's ladies right. need you in this battle. Every child we've ever known has had both a mother and a father. We've seen abortion affect men just as much as women. Sure, it hits them differently. It hits us differently, right? But at the end of the day, this, all, this issue all affects us. It has to do with the greatest gift we've been given apart from Christ himself. And that is the issue of life. And that touches all of us. So thank you to our gentlemen today who have said yes to this great mission. If you're not part of this great mission, we invite you to be a part of it by going to sidewalkadvocates.org and um, know that I'll be cheering you on as a strong woman. <laughs> so, right. all right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us with a, for a, another episode of Wake Up to Life with Lauren and Nate. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye guys. See ya.